Two years ago, Canada abruptly changed course. Where once this country opened its doors to refugees from the troubled West African country of Guinea, two years ago, Trudeau's government chose to shut them and deport those here back to Guinea. Since then, there's been a wave of deportation orders. The Guinean community here in Montreal has organized and fought back. Tonight, we're joined by phone by Mohamed Bari, who arrived here as a refugee back in 2012. Mohamed Bari, thank you so much for joining us here on Amandla. Hello, thank you. You've been a frequent guest here uh, on Amandla, but this is the first time that we'll be interviewing you in English, and thanks for doing this because it's an important story and it needs to be shared as widely as possible. My pleasure. Okay, well, let's start with this. Canada's change in policy towards the Guinean community in Canada and the ensuing wave of deportation orders must be very destabilizing mm -hmm. and frightening. Can you describe what life has been like for you and others over the last couple of years since this change came into effect? So we are living a hard time uh, with the CBC, uh, the CBS, Canadian Border Services. Mm -hmm. So uh, a lot of Guinean are facing deportation now since uh, 2014, uh, four years now. Uh, we are living here since 2012, some of us, uh, those, some 2008, uh, at least some of us are here since uh, 2010 to 2008, you know. So it's a long and time. We, it's time to really create a life here. Yeah, exactly. We we built a, lo a, a good relationship with the society. We are, we are well integrated here. Um, uh, we are studying. Uh, we are working like everyone. But we we don't have the right like everyone. You know, we are treated like we are not human being. As long as you are refugee, it looks like <laughs> you are not human being. Even the services. Some services we are we, we don't have access. For me, and I, I had a work accident here in 2013. I'm um, they still uh, I still don't have my papers. You know, the whenever I send a request, they they reject it, and it's for for no reason. This time they, they even didn't give me the reason why. They just said it's registered and that's it. And I called them. They said since two weeks. And they, they said they're going to send me a fax or they're going to send me a mail. I, I don't receive anything. To be uh, clear, to be clear, what is it that's been rejected? This is uh, what was was my, my humanitarian uh, compassionate. Okay. So to be able to stay here on, on those grounds? Yeah, because uh, I'm here because uh, the, the Human Rights Watch, and I complained like, uh, last year, and they said to the government, the, to do not deport me. That's why I'm here. I'm studying. I'm, I'm doing bachelor degree in computer science. It's uh, it's my first year, and I'm still following my treatment. I'm going to hospital. I'm seeing a specialist. So it really will be hard for me to go back in Guinea because I can't have the same treatment. And I came here. I had an issue, but it's not. It wasn't a health issue. You know. Now I'm very limited. I work with canes all the time. You know, I can't do a lot of stuff. Even here, it would be hard for me to to find a job as a, as an handicapped person. As I don't know, there is 
a lot of people are living that ex- sad experience. Mm-hmm. Well, you do not arrive here as a disa- disabled person. This occurred while you were gainfully employed here in Canada. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's happened here uh, in Up India in 2013. Could you it tell? It was so. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Okay, so have you have, but you yourself have not yet been, you yourself have not been served with a deportation order, or what? what's your specific situation at this point, your status? I don't have a deportation order yet, but I can have it at any time, you mm. know. I can, I can be deported by, uh, at any time, you know. Even though you are now a, a student, a registered university student here, are you, does that still uh, leave you vulnerable to deportation? Yes. Even I'm an international student, I'm paying a lot of money. As, as a, all stu- international student, they still treat me as a, as a refugee because last uh, December I sent a request to get a visa, a re-entry visa. I wanted to go in France to see my kids. I, I haven't seen them since like uh, six years now. They were in France for, for one month. I wanted to go to see them. The, the government refused. Mm. Could you tell us a little bit about um, about your home country of Guinea and what, what it was that prompted you specifically to leave um, back in 2012, but also just in general, the, the other Guineans who you know here in, um, in Montreal who are facing the same threat of deportation, what were some of the elements that, uh, that prompted you to come here? I had a social issue. Um, some of us have... Um, a political issues depends. It's, uh, it's not collect. Sometimes it can be collective, but it's individual also. You know, in general, the policy in Guinea is not good. It's not safe, and the military they do whatever they want. They are not honest. So there's no justice. You know, anyone can do anything. You know, and the, and the government is like. They're observing the population and the military doing whatever they want. The, the only that things that interest them is to make money and then their family uh, here or USA or Europe to study and buy houses and driving spec- expensive cars while those, so there are some people they can't even drink. They ha- don't have even a, a, a water to drink, you know. Do you know anybody who's been served with a deportation order here in the last few years since uh, since Canada changed its policy? Yes, I know um, a lot of people that ha- have been de- deported already and a lot of people who are facing deportation. The just last two weeks, I know uh, three pe- people who are facing deportation here in Montreal. For those who've already been deported, do you know, uh, have you heard from them? I have never heard for, from them. Never. The last time I spoke to them, uh, the last one they deported in uh, last year, it was my be- best friend. We, it was my, my roommate, and uh, we studied uh, at, at high school together. You know, I know him very well, but since he went back, I have never heard him 
about for me does i don't know if he's in jail or they kill him but what they what they do i don't know no one knows what were his feelings when he left did he think that you know in the end things would work out nonetheless or what how did he feel about this i feel very 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 sad i'm scared you know mm. i'm scared because i know what is uh, waiting for us what why do you why do you think Canada changed its policy? The, the this government they seem to be uh, open to to negotiate, but uh, they don't. They are deporting more than the previous uh, government. A lot of people have been deported uh, since they since they came. To, uh, they started to rule, so I see because um, I was uh, involved in uh, a lot of organizations in Montreal, uh, refugee, and I was uh, doing volunteer at uh, Prida. I know a lot of people, not only from my country, but from it can be everywhere. Where is uh, really dangerous? I see people from Syria that. Uh, they deported people from uh, Iraq. I know one Iraqi. We were doing uh, volunteer together, and he has been deported. Canada has a long history with Guinea. Um, it's a long mining history, um, having to do with our our aluminum industry here. So, and. A couple of years ago, Canada did sign a trade agreement with Guinea. Do you think those are factors at play, or do you think there's there's just another shift in mentality that's going on here? Just that um, that's for uh, trade is is uh, no one take advantage of that or Guinean people. They don't no one. It's only the government. As I'm, uh, as I said, they they just exchange and the mind that they are exploring Guinea. It's uh, no one is uh, taking advantage of that because there are no current, there's no water to drink. Uh, a lot of girls are not going to school. I don't know how what, what kind of democracy they are is this. It's not safe. And since uh, this guy Alpha Conde uh, has come to the power, that uh, officially, it's hundred people have been buried. They killed 100 people officially, not people who died in the uh, neighborhood or in the, at the hospital. They didn't register. For those who are registered, 100 people officially. Whenever there is uh, a demonstration, they're going to kill one or two people. I'm in conversation with Mohamed Bari, who's a member of the Guinean Committee for Status for All, based here in Montreal. Although, Mohamed, I gather that you're now in Prince Edward Island. Is that correct? You're pr- pursuing studies there? Yes, I, I am. Are I'm the- doing my, my bachelor degree my first year in computer science at I, UPI. I can't imagine that there's a very large Guinean community there. <laughs> No, we are only two here. You're only two. So, are you a committee yes. of two? Have you have you uh, spoken with your compatriot about the situation right now? Yes, I I spoke with him, but he's uh, not a refugee. He came like he came from Ghana. He wasn't in Guinea. Okay. 
actually he came from another country and then to to study he was studying in Ghana and from Ghana he came uh, in PI so he know he knows about everything because whenever there, uh, there's something in Montreal my friends they call me on the organization like CTI or uh, cross borders um the pride as uh, a lot of organization in Montreal I, I was uh, involved mm-hmm they still we still in touch Mohammed last week we were at a we were together at a uh, solidarity evening at Casa del Popolo for the Guinean community and uh, all of the challenges that they're facing right now and you were one of the speakers and you you talked about something that um you made a very important point that there are immigration detention centers here that nobody knows about unless you've gone through that system and experienced it. Journalists are not in there. This is not publicized at all. Could you talk to our listeners a little bit about you have been inside those walls? Um, tell us about it. What's the reality within the walls of these immigration detention centers? It's really the worst. I don't know about others, but it's really the worst because there are uh, women with children, there are women, they, they, they are pregnant, you know. They uh, actually male, the police arrested me for, for, not, for, not, for nothing because the immigration said they sent me a request to, they gave me an appointment and then I didn't show up. How can I sh- uh, hide here? I, I am sick, I'm going to the hospital all the time. How can I seek? And I went to the appointment. Because of that, they arrested me. I didn't do anything wrong. Even when we went to the uh, the court, the judge said, I, I have reason. There, there's no reason to arrest me. They beat me, and I was injured. They beat you? In my, yes, the police, they beat me. They, I was injured. And once I arrived to their detention in Laval, the, I was... They, they handcuffed my hands and uh, they put me in a wheelchair because I can't walk. Because I, I, I walk with crutches. I have like my, my foot was swollen and they walked uh, on my back and uh, I was injured too. Then uh, so they said, we are, we're going to deport you. Then we, we don't need you here. And uh, they said whatever they want. But in the, in the, Detention. There is a is a jail. You know, you know, no one has right to use cell phone to to use tablet because they don't want people to see. It. They handcuff people. They, they they feet, the hands, and they put them in a van with no windows, and uh, and they never, never, never take them out publicly. They only hide it on the basement or from the immigration or it's every day it's not it's every day but no one sees that no one knows about that all people maybe know but no one uh, talks about that how long were you there i was there like for, for three days how long were other people there do you know were you able to talk to people while you were there I have some friends that was, they've been there for, for two months, some of them three months, six months, but one year depends. Did you have any access to legal counsel while you were there? No, I didn't. Mohammed, when you were back in uh, in Guinea, what, what were you doing? Were you a student there or what was your life like? What Were you working? 
I had master degree in hospitality and tourism, and uh, I was uh, working for myself. I had my own my own company. I was um, traveling. I, I have providers in China and uh, in Dubai, Turkey. Then uh, I was really. I was really happy for that reason. I wasn't very, very rich, but I, I, I was really happy. I wasn't, uh, I was average. I can go every year I want. And then, uh, that was uh, really uh, an opportunity. That's, I was working with my dad. That's uh, once I have the issues, they bond my, all my stores. I have like three stores in Conakry. They in the bond capital. all of them. Yeah. yeah, and they wanted to kill me. Then I left. I didn't have choice uh, to, to leave. I had to leave to save my life. I gather that uh, the fact that you have grouped together with other Guineans here, as well as other people in solidarity with you, with this Guinean committee uh, for status for all, that uh, while there have been deportations, there have also been success stories. People who, people who have not been deported that you have that your committee has successfully um, prevented deportation as well yeah exactly uh, exactly there are a lot of people here I say like that they they are waiting for deportation though they have sent them for request to deport them just they didn't show up that uh, I don't know where they are now, but I know there are a lot of people that are scared to, to be arrested. That's why they don't show up to, the, to our meeting or demonstration. But uh, it's so sad. What do you think is the next step in this story? Uh, is it a question of convincing the Canadian government of the error of its ways? Is it going through the courts? What's, uh, what's the, what, what happens now? Because uh, what I'm, uh, I would say is uh, to stop the deportation, everyone who comes here should stay. As long as he's not a criminal, he's working, he's uh, studying, that he should stay. You know, Canadian, it's, uh, they said it's hospitality. It is, uh, the society is really a very good society. That they have meaningful people and respectful people, you know. But the, the immigration system is the worst because there are some judges at the court. They are there for temporarily. They are not hired by the government. They they reject people just to protect their position because they know once they say yes, 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 and the government uh, doesn't like that, and they they're going to be fired. That's why they reject a lot. I know one judge there. He, I knew more than. 50 people that have been registered by him. It's a temporary job, a judge. All the lawyers or all the lawyers in Montreal uh, know him. You know, because there's quotas. Yeah, because uh, some of them are racist too. They, they reject just to reject. You know, because once they reject you the first time, then it, then you get in trouble you keep going trouble one after another. So for you personally, as you are now pursuing your life out in Prince Edward Island, where, where do you expect a deportation order at any time? Do you think things have calmed down a little bit? 
how do you see your immediate future? Uh, what I'm seeing now, I can't be deported at any time. But in Pennsylvania, I am. I have met a lot of people, meaningful people. I, um, I have been integrated quickly. I have a lot of friends without involved in the the youth, the youth gathering. And uh, the, the, there's a the Muslim association in uh, at the university. I was one of the members. And uh, the local community, they, they have uh, an, an organization that uh, they call, um, I don't know, I forget the something okay, in the me. Yeah, but it's an organization from the university student, local and international student. And it's, uh, it's Ottery. They call it Ottery. Otter Act, sorry. It's Otter Act. Mm-hmm. Like uh, kind of it's a kind of a filia, rota, Rotary Club. The, rot, the Rotary Club is uh, is almost the same thing. Rotary, but they call yeah. It rota, yeah, yeah, Rotary, uh, Rotary Act. Mm-hmm. Here, mm-hmm. here you go. <laughs> this is uh, this is the organization name. I have a lot of food for that because we have pictures together. All the time there's an event I participated. I was well integrated uh, in Pacific Island too. I, I really, I really like the country. You know, the society is really good, but the system is uh, is not good. They are not respecting the what they committed to do. You know, they are not respecting the the convention of Geneva. Of they are not supposed to treat people like that. And in Europe, I know once someone. You, you, if you come sick, especially in France, they accept you because you are sick. And here, once you are sick, they keep rejecting you mm. because they think you are going to be the, uh, a charge of the system. That's where, uh, this is the way they think. Yeah. Mm. So, for people who are listening right now. Um What's, what can they do? What can people do to help? I, um, so I, want, I would like people to help us because um, there are many ways, signing petition, uh, support letters, uh, participating in our demonstration. There are many ways uh, to help us. You know, all, all those things can help or can help us. Well, I was speaking to uh, Mostafa Henaway today of the Immigrant Workers Center, and he said that on May 12th, there's going to be a documentary evening at the center um, at 5 p.m. that's going to provide some of the history and more information on the issues that we've been talking about tonight. Uh, will you be back in Montreal for that? Yes. Hmm. Okay. So uh, for the listeners out there who'd like to learn more, uh, May 12th, Immigrant Workers Center, which is located at 4755 Van Horn, not far from Van Horn Metro. Uh, there will be a documentary evening to learn more about uh, Guinea, um, the situation of refugees here, why there are refugees here from Guinea. So we invite you to uh, join us there. And uh, Mohamed Barry, thank you so much for giving your time so generously and explaining all of this to us. Oh, thank you so much, Emily. Thank you.